We are going to trial, but as the chairman says, they're going to trial. The party is putting the state on trial, the U.S. on trial, the colonial system itself, the colonial mode of production on trial for its 600-year criminal record of atrocities and, and slaughter and terror against African and colonized people. You're listening to Reparations in Action here on Black Power 96.3. Uhuru, my name is Brendan McCoy, and I am the host today for White Lies Shattered, a series of the podcast Reparations in Action produced by the African People's Solidarity Committee, the organization of white people working under the leadership of the African People's Socialist Party, led by Chairman Omalia Shatella, and organizing for reparations to African people. Reparations in Action is honored to be broadcast on Black Power 96.3 FM, whose studios are in the Uhuru House in St. Petersburg, Florida. Black Power 96 Radio works not just to explain the world, but to change it. You can get the app for Black Power 96 on Google Play or the Apple App Store and listen wherever you are located. Reparations in Action is biased on the side of African and oppressed peoples. We stand in full solidarity with the right of all colonized people to gain their independence and exercise self-determination, including the Palestinian people and African and indigenous people inside the borders of the U.S. and around the world. We believe reparations to African people is one of the most important questions of our times and is one that demands action on the part of European or white people. We salute Chairman Amali Ishatella and the African People's Socialist Party for leading the African Revolution and developing the theory of African internationalism, the theory and worldview of the African working class that guides the African Revolution, and which we credit for all of the understandings and analysis provided on this podcast. We'll be talking with Chair of the Uhuru Solidarity Movement, Jesse Neville, about the upcoming 2024 USM Convention. And we'll get a sneak peek on what the Uhuru Solidarity Movement has in store for this year's convention. Last year's event brought in comrades, comrades from all over the country to North St. Louis to hear revolutionary speakers, be a part of dynamic workshops, and to take a tour of the Black Power Blueprint. We'll hear some testimonials from some of last year's participants. And uh, now I am joined by uh, Chair Jesse Neville. Uhuru, Jesse, welcome. Uhuru, Brendan, thank you. Great yeah. to be on with you. Absolutely. To start us off, uh, would you like to uh, to let everyone know what the title and theme of this year's convention is? Yes, the title and theme of this year's Uhuru Solidarity Movement National Convention is No More Genocide in Our Name, a call to white people to stand with African, Palestinian, indigenous, and oppressed people's resistance and struggle for national liberation. Awesome. Yeah, and, and that's an incredibly worthy cause and something, you know, I think we've we've definitely been working for, you know, here on Reparations in Action. And I and I hope everybody listening, you know, can can join this year. Um, last year we we had a whole bunch of people uh we, you know joining from from all over. Uh, we had an incredible program that was absolutely filled with uh fantastic revolutionary speakers, uh informational workshops. And uh, and even uh, an in-person tour of the Black Power Blueprint, kind of like what we'll uh, 
be having this year. Uh, I do want to play some audio from some of the participants in last year's convention, uh, which was titled White People Say No to the FBI War on Black Liberation. Uh, this is Comrade Jamie Simpson talking with some of the attendees of last year's convention on why they support the Uhuru movement. Uhuru. This is, uh, this is where, this is Jamie. We're at the, you know where we are. I'm just going <laughs> to jump into it. All right. Who wants to tell me first? I'm here with some wonderful comrades. Who, who wants to first introduce themselves and say why you're here to support saying no to the FBI's war on black liberation today? Uhuru. Uh, my name's Brendan McCoy. Uh, I've been with the party since June of last year, so right before the FBI raids. And I'm here because of the political education, the political understanding that the many incredible speakers that have already spoken have provided. And not only that, I, I think it's important to bring, you know, close friends and family here. I've, I had some family join in whenever, whenever the day ended, they're like, so that chairman guy, what he said was, was making a lot of sense. Like, and it's like, yeah, you, you might lean one way or another politically, but you know, you, you kind of feel like there's something you're just not getting. Mm -hmm. And this is it. Like, Mm -hmm. This explains it down to the very base, like why the world is the way it is, like the structure of how it's made up and how it became that way and what we can do about it. And mobilizing is a big part of what we're doing here is teaching, you know, getting people to mobilize and trying to motivate everyone who's here. So I think that's it. Awesome. Uhuru. Uhuru. Thank you so much, Brendan. All right. You up, Casey? Yeah. All right. So I'm standing next to him. Um, yeah. So I'm Casey. And when I joined this movement, it was like a light bulb finally clicked because ever since I was little, I'd always seen the inequalities, uh -huh. but had no idea why. You know, uh -huh. I grew up in a white family in a white neighborhood next to apartments with you know, African and Mexican people that just had nothing. Um, the, you know, just the conditions were just, I saw two different realities. And I got involved in a lot of different organizations, all, you know, fighting good causes, whether it was against prisons or solidarity with Palestine or an end to gentrification um, and poverty and food deserts. And then when I met the Uhuru movement and the African People's Socialist Party, and I heard Chairman Omali Yeshitela say that this is all based on colonialism, that capitalism is an economic system that was built on slavery and colonialism and as an economy has to oppress people in order to function. And that as white people, we benefit from that oppression as the colonizers. It all just put everything together. And it made me realize like that is how you solve every kind of symptom in this society that we that makes us sick you know whether just everything we see in the news whether it's colonial wars or another police murder or a family being evicted or just when you're driving down the highway and see whole families on the side of the road asking for money because they don't have a home like but then you see all these abandoned buildings around or you see all the wealth in society and you wonder like why as every, you know, why is there so much wealth concentrated in the white community, in the white ruling class, and everyone else has to suffer? This movement is making things right by doing, you know, what 
the US government won't do, which is building programs that actually solve these problems. And that's what reparations means. We are, as white people, we're turning the stolen resources to African people to control their destinies again. And that's what's gonna turn the world right side up is ending the colonial mode of production. And we gotta stop just being okay with it and knowing that there is another possible future and the African people are fighting for it. They will be free. And that is just the right side of history. And the FBI of course is going to attack this movement because that's what they're designed to do because they wanna keep the colonial mode of production intact. So. You know, I joined this movement six years ago, and when the FBI attacks came down, it was just confirmation that I joined the right organization. Because if you're not being attacked by the FBI, are you really even challenging the system, the status quo? So I'm just really excited to be here. I want all white people to come into this movement, defend it fiercely, support it, raise reparations, because this isn't just a movement. This is like something that's building an entirely new world in solidarity with all oppressed people struggling for liberation. And we have to get behind that because there is no future without that. So I know I kind of rambled for a little bit, but I'm just very passionate about this because like we have to stop being okay with the colonial mode of production. Like literally to live, someone else has to suffer and that is not okay. And this is a movement that lays out the solution. So we don't have to be confused or depressed anymore. We just gotta plug into the work and get it done. Hell yes. All right, bring the fire, KC. All right, Karen, no pressure, no pressure. I know, I was like, it sounded better in my head. No, it sounded great out here, comrade. It was great, it was fantastic. Okay, Um, Uhuru, yes, I'm part of the Uhuru Solidarity Movement because um, I have been a teacher for a very long time and I have seen and worked with colonized students and have seen the trauma and suffering that I don't experience as a white person, mm-hmm. but my students do con- every single day, whether it's the police planting drugs on them and arresting them um, falsely, or um, whether they're living in impoverished conditions and so forth. And I just didn't know why. And I knew it was the system, but I didn't have anywhere to go to try to fight it. I know the Democratic Party's not gonna do anything. And of course the Republican party is not gonna do anything. And we live in a two party system that doesn't work, obviously. It just works to keep oppressing people, uh, colonized people, non-white people. And so um, once I heard the chairman speak and learned about African internationalism, I knew that um, not only was there a reason as to why I saw these two Americas, one built for white people to live at the expense of African and indigenous people, but also he provided a solution, Mm -hmm. um, a solution where everyone can be free and Mm -hmm. live and to feed, house and clothe themselves, um, which obviously is not the case now when we know 80% of the world is living on less than $10 a day. Capitalism doesn't work. And we need to bring in the African People's Socialist Party because they have this, um, the knowledge and the solution. Uhuru. Uhuru, right on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kara. 
Uhuru, my name is Wendy Snyder, and I am so excited to be at this um, White People Say No to the FBI's attack on the Black Liberation Movement Convention of Uhuru Solidarity Movement. I actually joined, um, it's been about three decades when I joined, <laughs> and it was um, Rodney King, the video of the um, beating of Rodney King um, and the acquittal of the LA police officers, um, that is what really stirred me, you know, in 1992 um, to look for an organization that I could join because I just, I felt so depressed. I felt like I can't live in this world. You know, I there's no, uh, nothing I want to be a part of, <laughs> you know, and I was I was kind of shopping around for organizations um, at the time. And it was also the 500 year, um, what do you call it, anniversary? I don't think that's the right word, but 500 years since the uh, Columbus attacked, you know, the Americas. And and so there was a lot of talk at the time around colonialism and the birth of capitalism and that kind of thing. And I just, um, you know, when I got involved, um, I heard the chairman um lay out the birth of parasitic capitalism as white power and just lay out the theory with all the evidence the way that he does. And um, it hasn't changed 30 years later. You know, it's the same theory of African internationalism that just keeps me coming back. And when the FBI attacked in um, the organization in July, um, that's when, you know, I, you know, felt like it's imperative for me to, to get back involved because I, I've always been supporting um, these last 30 years, but I just um, want to now take a more active role because it's been about 10 years since I've been um, really active. Um, and so, you know, I'm just so excited to see the programs of the Black Power Blueprint today. Um, and just I I think that it's it's a place for you know white people to really um, be welcomed in, and I felt that welcome welcome back in '92. I feel that welcome now that we have a role that we can play, a really important role, to get at the wealth that's hoarded in the white community um, and turn it over to the Black Power movement. And that's that's what's going to create a future for for everyone and um, getting getting those resources in the hands of of, of African people. So yeah, I'm just really excited to be at this convention. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Wendy. <laughs> that was fabulous. Uhuru. All right. That was great. I'm going to go ahead and so this clip was taken uh, at the very beginning of the convention, kind of just as things were getting started. But there are a lot of really incredible speakers last year, um, some, some fantastic workshops. And as well as the the in-person tour of the Black Power Blueprint, where we, you know, got to see a lot of these economic projects that the African People's Socialist Party is building uh, on the north side of St. Louis. And I just wanted to to ask, we can get into kind of the, the program of this year's convention. Uh, how is this year's convention going to measure up? Can you uh, can you tell us, you know, what we can expect this year? Uh, definitely. Thank you, Brendan. And um, first of all, I want to say that the Uhuru Solidarity Movement, which is the mass organization of the African People's Solidarity Committee, works under the leadership of the African People's Socialist Party, under the leadership of Chairman Omali Shatella, to build what, what is referred to as the Solidarity Front right. of the African Revolution. So it's more than just sort of a, a white organization that just happens to be under the leadership of the African People's Socialist yeah. Party. 
it's not a separate organization, really. It is actually the African People's Socialist Party itself extending its presence into the white population, the white colonizer population, and bringing the message of black power and the message of reparations to African people as an anti-colonial revolutionary demand into the heart of of the empire, into the belly of the beast, behind enemy lines, as the Uhuru movement says. And uh, that's that's what the Uhuru Solidarity Movement is all about. And this is the organization for all white people who, who look at the world and see the hideous violence carried out by the U.S. government and the colonial powers of the world, whether it's against the people of Palestine who have, are facing just the barbaric genocide at the hands of the U.S.-backed state of Israel, over 30,000 Palestinians who have been slaughtered in just the fa- uh, past few months alone, uh, or whether it is the, the Palestine right here inside the borders of this settler colonial uh, regime called the United States, the, the the genocidal violence and colonial oppression of African people, the black community in this country, of the indigenous people yeah. who continue to suffer on these concentration camps that, that they, we refer to as reservations, um, that this is the anti-colonial struggle. This is the progressive struggle in the world, is the struggle by colonized people's upon whose backs the chairman teaches us the entire world parasitic colonial capitalist economy rests, uh, this is where it's found. And this is the place for all white people who, who look at that reality, who look at the two realities that exist between what the colonized peoples of the world experience and what we experience as the colonizers at their expense and, and who want to say no more, no more genocide in our name, no more colonialism in our name. So that's what this convention is about. And we're going to have a powerful program on March 9th and 10th here in St. Louis, Missouri and online. Uh, First of all, at the Uhuru Solidarity Center on the night before the convention, we're having a meet and greet, a revolutionary meet and greet uh, where people can come and uh, and gather and, you know, spend time with other comrades, with like minded people like this. It's an electrifying experience to be in a room full of comrades who, who like you, want to be part of humanity, want to be part of the fight for reparations and justice for African people. So that's kind of the beginning of the convention is the Friday the kickoff. night. kickoff. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> here at the Solidarity Center. Then on, on uh, Saturday and Sunday, we have so, so many amazing speakers. Uh, I'm sure I don't have time to name all of them, but I do want to say that our keynote speaker is our leadership, the founder of the Uhuru movement, Chairman Omalia Shatella. And none of this would be happening without the leadership of the chairman who has been fighting for the strategy to win the liberation of African people for over 60 years of his life, uh, who created the solidarity movement as a strategy of the African revolution, and who is now uh, the main target of this vicious attack that I'm sure we're going to talk about on on the Uhuru movement by the U.S. government and the FBI that's trying to put him in prison for the rest of his life. He's 82 years old. He has dedicated his entire adult life to the liberation of African and oppressed peoples. And he will be the featured speaker on our national convention, along with Chairwoman Penny Hess, who was there in 1976 when this solidarity movement was created by the African People's Socialist Party. And she's been there ever since on the front lines, in the trenches, fighting to win other white people like us 
yeah. to stand with the Black Revolution. So <clears throat> those are some of our speakers, but we're also going to have a panel on the movement to free Leonard Peltier. You know, that is Excellent. really important yeah. because uh, as you know, Brendan, as I'm sure many of our listeners are aware, Leonard Peltier is an indigenous freedom fighter who has been locked down in the U.S. colonial prison system for almost 50 years. He has yeah. been in prison. And why is he in prison? He is in prison because he is, quote unquote, accused of having of defending his land. He's an indigenous man on his own land who is accused of defending his land from the colonial invasion occupation army known as the FBI. And, uh, you know, the whole case was completely bogus against him. But even if it wasn't in the indigenous people have a right to fight for their freedom and Leonard Peltier must come out of those prison walls this year. That is the campaign, the slogan, not one more year behind bars. 2024, uh, open the prison door, uh, Leonard Peltier comes home. So Jennifer Jones, who is actually the lead attorney for Leonard Peltier, will be speaking at the convention. Uh, Ward Churchill, a revolutionary oh, uh, professor and, uh, and writer of many amazing books about yeah. Cointel Pro, the indigenous people, the genocide against the indigenous people. He will be speaking. Mwazi Odom, who is a leading member of the African People's Socialist Party and the chair of the Hands Off Uhuru uh, Fight Back Coalition, will be speaking. We also will have a whole, a whole uh, panel on the question of Palestine because I feel like this is absolutely critical that, that white people, including Jews such yeah. as myself, uh, you know, step into this moment, this crossroads that we're at in history right now and say that we we stand on the side of the Palestinian people. The Palestinian people have a right to liberate their land from the river to the sea. Every last inch of occupied Palestine must go back into the hands of the Palestinian people and the colonial settler state of Israel must go and the genocide must end. 75 plus years of genocide must come to an end. So we're gonna have presentations from figures from the Palestinian liberation movement, uh, as well as director Akile Anai, who is uh, the, the leader of uh, media and communications for the African People's Socialist Party. Um, so there are other speakers too. Uh, one more thing I want to mention is uh, Deputy Chair Onazanea Shatella will be presenting about the real reason why the Uhuru movement is under attack, uh, yeah. which is one, it, part of it is about what the Uhuru movement says, but if the Uhuru movement wasn't backing up what it says with action right. on the ground, it would not be under attack the way it is. It is because... Uh, the Uhuru movement is an anti-colonial organization that's actually building genuine, tangible, practical, concrete programs of anti-colonial power in the hands of African people uh, that this movement is now coming under attack. So Deputy Chair will be presenting on this and she actually, actually will be taking us on a tour of the programs of the Black Power Blueprint, which is transforming North St. Louis into a, a, a bastion of African self-determination and 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 self empowerment. So that's that's just a snapshot. <laughs> just what, what you're just a little for. bit. I don't know if we have enough time to get all that in in one weekend. <laughs> um, and and I am incredibly excited for the Black Power Blueprint tour because it's you know even having been on last year's tour, if mm -hmm. if you came to the convention last year, it's different now. <laughs> like it, it doesn't it doesn't spend one year where it's it's not growing. That's right. So a lot has happened. So come out and see that. And uh and and I'm glad you mentioned, you know, the Leonard Peltier Peltier uh uh Jennifer uh Jones, correct? Mm -hmm. The 
the lawyer for the ad hoc committee is going to be on. And, and I actually, I would love to do a, an episode on Leonard Peltier because that is an incredibly important case uh, that, that we should be covering and, and I, everyone should, you know, know about. Um, but, uh, and, and, and kind of what you just got into a little bit there too, with the, the hands off Uhuru, which last year was, was really the main focus of our yeah. convention, but this year's convention, you know, there's so much going on, such a, you know, turbulent time in the world, uh, as the chairman says, you know, a, a time of great peril and promise, you know, you've got the, the genocide against the Palestinian people. Um, you know, the United States is escalating attacks on countries all over the middle East. You know, you've got the, the Russia, Ukraine war and, and as well here in the United States, we have the attack on the Uhuru movement yeah. and, and actually, uh, did, did you want to talk a little bit about the updates for that? Um, yeah, if you want to, I know just last week there was, uh, you know, a, an update. The, you know, we've, we've kind of gone to the next step in this, you know, attack. So That's right. Um, I would recommend for people who want to do a deeper dive into uh, this whole uh, attack on the Uhura movement and the latest news on that, you can find an incredible interview with uh, Chairman Amali Shatella and one of our attorneys, Leonard Goodman, that was yeah. just conducted by uh, the journalist Glenn Greenwald on his show, System oh, yeah. Update. So people can check that out. Um, but Brendan, yes, you are correct. Uh, so I think as most of our listeners know, uh, in July of 2022, the FBI militarily and violently raided seven homes and offices of the Uhuru movement, including primarily the home of Chairman Omalia Shatella himself, and uh, which he shares with Deputy Chair Ona Zanea Shatella, who were both handcuffed at right. gunpoint uh, and, and told to sit on the curb, which was obviously an attempt to degrade and humiliate them, which they refused yeah. to do. And uh, as, as this was going on, you know, these FBI in SWAT tactical military gear Busted down their door with a battering ram, went in with assault rifles, flashbang grenades, drones, and uh, just created a wave of destruction throughout their house and stole tons of electronics and files and archives and, and uh, computers and phones and things like that. And then nine months later, uh, indicted Chairman Omalia Shatella, Chairwoman Penny Hess, who has, you know, also uh, who has been fighting for reparations to African people for nearly 50 years yeah. and myself on bogus, baseless, absurd, slanderous charges that somehow 50 years in to the chairman's protracted struggle, lifelong struggle for the liberation of African people in 2014, he suddenly became an agent in a criminal Russian conspiracy to sow discord in the United <laughs> States and, and undermine so-called American democracy. And this case is really important. It is the yeah. trial of the century. It is, and it is going to trial, is basically what the news is, because our lawyers had filed a motion for dismissal of these bogus charges uh, which went before a federal magistrate and judge in Tampa, Florida. And just last Friday, a week, a week ago from today, we learned that the magistrate was recommending that the motion for dismissal be denied. And that was very serious news because the motion for dismissal very uh, comprehensively argued and very convincingly argued yeah. that the 
indictment of Chairman O'Malley Shatella and, and the other uh, of us in the Uhuru Three was itself unconstitutional. It shouldn't even go to trial because to even indict us is a violation of the First Amendment right that this government claims everyone living within its borders is supposed to have, although historically it has never been uh, a, a right afforded to African colonized people. Uh, but everything that they say that the chairman and the Uhuru movement did in this bogus indictment is speech, political speech. The same political speech the party and the Uhuru movement have been doing for 50 years for reparations, to expose the genocide against African people, and to advocate and organize for the liberation of African people. And they claim it is a Russian plot. It is absolutely <laughs> absurd, racist allegations yeah. implying that African people need Russians or anyone else to tell them that they're being oppressed and that they have a right to fight for their liberation. So we are going to trial, but as the chairman says, they're going to trial. The party is putting the state on trial, the U.S. on trial, the colonial system itself, the colonial mode of production on trial for its 600-year criminal record of atrocities and, and slaughter and terror against African and colonized people. And, and I would like to point out, if, uh, if Russia uh, is, is telling the chairman to fight you know, for reparations, and, and that started in 2014, uh, Russia had to get that idea somewhere, maybe from the 1982 reparations tribunal that the chairman had. That's a very good point, Brian, because <laughs> here's the thing. The chairman did go to Russia. He went to Russia. Yeah. That's not a secret. He mm -hmm. went to Russia twice. Went a lot of places. He also went to Ireland. Yeah. He also went to Oxford Union. He also went to Nicaragua. He also went to Suriname. He also went to Spain. He went to all of those places, including Russia, for the same reason, to influence them. Yeah to support the agenda of African liberation. <laughs> yeah. So the chairman went to Russia to influence them, <laughs> not the reverse that the US right. government is now alleging, which they know is not true. Yeah. They know, yeah, they know Chairman O'Malley Shatella is not a Russian agent. They know that, and that's not why they're attacking him. They're attacking him for the same reason they were investigating him in 1966, long before the Russian person that they claim is actually pulling the strings was even born because the chairman is fighting is you know is doing what what marcus garvey did fighting to yeah. unite and liberate african africa and african people which is something that the colonial mode of production cannot tolerate when african people are free colonialism falls colonialism dies and that's what this indictment and this trial is it's a desperate dying gasp of a of the colonial system and one last thing i want to say about yeah. it is uh it, it is really, really important that people come to this convention, white people come to this convention. In some ways, we characterize it as an emergency convention. Yeah. This will be uh, you know, just a matter of months before the trial. So this convention is part of the hands-off Uhuru fight back. It's part of the counter-offensive. The party's not defending itself. It's waging a counter-offensive against colonialism yeah. for anti-colonial free speech. And what we have to help white people understand is that if they take away Chairman O'Malley Chatella's supposed First Amendment right to freedom of speech, if they get away with this trial, they can indict, as one of our lawyers said, they can indict anyone, anytime, yeah. for saying anything. That's what they're trying to open the door to. They've never used a law like this to go after someone purely for speech. They use this foreign agent law to go after people for that they accuse of being spies or lobbyists and stuff, stuff like that, not for making speeches. So this is a very dangerous precedent that they're trying to set with this case. 
That's why we say it's the test case for the First Amendment. And I'm sure you saw, Brendan, the day after the motion for dismissal was denied, you had Nancy Pelosi yep. emerging from <laughs> retirement to make a, a statement on national media mm-hmm. that people who are out chanting free, free Palestine should be investigated by the FBI for, for? ties to <laughs> Russia. <laughs> Russia. So it's already that's, happening. And yeah. That's why we have to push this back. They cannot get away with this. They cannot get away with putting Chairman Omalia Shatella in prison. That is not going to happen. And white people have to come out by the millions to defend this movement and say, hands off Uhuru and hands off Chairman Omalia Shatella. And, and, and I, that's really important. And I kind of want get, to get into you know, why it's so important for white people to come out mm-hmm. and be a part of this convention. Yeah and be a part of this movement yeah. specifically because there's you know there's there's plenty of organizations around that are saying you know free palestine or or most of them are saying ceasefire right. but you know what what makes this convention this organization uh you know so critical that is a great question and i think you know that it, it, it's in order to to solve a problem. The first step is you have to you have to be able to fully identify what the yeah. actual problem is, and that's one of the most important contributions that Chairman Omali Shatella and the African People's Socialist Party has made to the whole worldwide struggle against oppression is identifying that the system responsible for the vicious slaughter and oppression of the Palestinian people is the same system responsible for the police murder of Mike Brown, the police murder of Sandra Bland, the police murder of of, uh, George Floyd, the mass imprisonment of African people in this country, the genocide against the indigenous people, and all of the wars happening all around the world. It's one system and it's called colonialism. It's not racism. It's not the ideas in the minds of white people that we created to justify a social system that brings massive wealth and resources to us at the expense of everybody else. No, it's the colonial mode of production. It's, it's how everything is produced. It's the fact that, uh, you know, when we go to the grocery store, um, we didn't pick those, those tomatoes, you know, we weren't involved in, in any of the process of, of, of production that made it possible for, for us to have access to fresh food any time of the year, as the chairman points out, even when that food is not in season. And, and that's because somebody else had to do that labor. Uh, you know, the computers that we're using to record this interview would not be, uh, would not be able to exist without the, the blood and toil of African children in Congo who are forced to mine for coltan uh, in, in deadly mines and in, in hideous conditions under neocolonialism in Africa today. So this is a colonial mode of production that we're talking about. And we salute the Palestinian people. We, we herald and uphold the heroic resistance yes. of the Palestinian people. And, uh, and the African People's Socialist Party has always done that. Chairman Omali Shatella has spoken to crowds of hundreds of Palestinian people in California going back to the early 1980s. And it was uh, at a famous presentation that he gave in 1981 at, uh, in San Francisco at a meeting of the General Union of Palestinian Students where the chairman stood up and he said, uh, the, 
the blood of Palestine will nurture the seeds of revolution around the world. And uh, the Palestinian people rose to their feet and, and stomped and cheered and clapped and started chanting, the people united will never be defeated uh, as the chairman came down from the stage. So this is the legacy of the African People's Socialist Party. And uh, the reason why white people who, who want to take action and take a stand against what we see happening in Palestine, against what we see happening in this country, have to come to this convention is because this convention puts us into a principled relationship of solidarity with all oppressed and colonized peoples around the world by placing us under the leadership of the African liberation movement, the African working class in the belly of the beast, upon whose backs the whole worldwide system of colonialism rests. We always say, you know, Brendan, that we, we can't walk over the bodies of African people in this country. We can't drive down, uh, you know, Delmar, the Delmar divide to yeah. get to a protest. Uh, we can't drive past the open air prison of North St. Louis yeah. to protest the conditions of the open air prison in Gaza. Um, and, and, you know, this is not a statement against protest. We are all about protest. We participate in them and we yes. plan to do so even more. But it is to say that this is a way we can go beyond protest and be a part of the anti-colonial struggle to end this barbaric and, and oppressive and parasitic system once and for all. And we, when we have this, this principled relationship of unity and solidarity with the African revolution, we become linked up with the Palestinians, with the people of, of Yemen, with the people of, of Lebanon and Syria and Iraq and, and all oppressed and colonized peoples around the world who are fighting the same enemy of colonialism. Uhuru. Uhuru. Yeah. Thank you for that, Chair Uhuru. Jesse. Uh, you've, you've got me sold. I, I, will, I will be there at the convention. Um, and, and yeah, I, I think it's, it's very, you know, plain the importance of this. And I would like to, you know, absolutely call on, you know, we'll one, invite absolutely everybody to come out to this, but, but specifically call on, you know, white people like the colonizers, um, to come out and, you know, help break this relationship, you know, be a part of humanity again, you know, be on the right side of history and uh, come to this convention and support and, uh, you know, learn some, some organizing tactics, hear yeah. some incredible revolutionary speakers and, and see what's being done, uh, especially here in North St. Louis by the African People's Socialist Party. Uh, see these projects that, that are being built that are changing the landscape of, you know, the most economically deprived sector of the city. Um, but, but, but I did want to, you know, say thank you, uh, Chair Jesse for this. Um, this has been, you know, enlightening and, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that kind of, you know, lets everybody know what, what they're getting into if they want to be a part of this convention. Um, did you have any closing words before we uh, finish up? Um, well, I just really appreciate what you were just saying um, about what what you will be able to experience when you come to this convention. Uh, there will be some very powerful and stirring presentations, but at the end of the day, as, as the chairman always says, uh, this is not a talk fest. Uh, this is not just a place to hear some good uh, presentations. There will be trainings. There will be practical organizing workshops to launch major international reparations campaigns 
uh, to redistribute wealth towards the anti-colonial work of the African People's Socialist Party from the white community. And there will also be trainings and workshops on how to build the membership of the Uhuru Solidarity Movement, which is a revolutionary anti-colonial stand when you become a member how to uh, build a branch of the Uhuru Solidarity Movement, and how to build a local committee of the Hands Off Uhuru campaign to take this struggle for anti-colonial free speech and, uh, and even anti-colonial civil rights, as the chairman says, uh, into your neighborhood, onto your campus, into your family. Uh, you know, that's, that's what this convention will arm you and train you to do. So yes. uh, we, can, <clears throat> we can make the promise that if you come to this convention on March 9th and 10th in St. Louis, uh, all of us will leave transformed. We will leave inspired, yeah. mobilized, and prepared to go into this next era of struggle on the road to victory for African and oppressed peoples and for all of humanity. Uhuru. And that's the upcoming uh, national conference, national convention of the Uhuru Solidarity Movement. No more genocide in our name. Uh, and, and again, this is a call to white people stand in solidarity with African, indigenous and Palestinian resistance. The oppressed peoples of the world are winning. And that is Saturday and Sunday, March 9th and 10th uh, this year, 2024. Uh, and it'll go 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, and that'll be here in North St. Louis. And you can register uh, at nomoregenocide.eventb.com. Uh, and I want to thank you, Chair Jesse, for, for being a part of this episode. And I want to thank everybody for listening. I hope everyone can come out and, uh, and be a part of this incredible convention. No more genocide in our name. Ahuru. This has been an episode of Reparations in Action, a biased podcast of white solidarity with black power. My name is Jamie Simpson. We'd like to thank our team of volunteers. Our sound engineer is Aaron Loss, who also composes our theme music. Our research coordinator is Alex Pletcher. Reparations in Action is produced by Penny Hess, Jesse Neville, and Lisa Watson from the Black Power 96 studio in St. Petersburg, Florida. A shout out to Burning Spear media director Akile Anayi, as well as Black Power 96, WBPU LP St. Petersburg, and the station manager, Mr. Eddie Maltzby. If you like what you've heard today, you can go to Apple Podcasts and rate this podcast. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or if you would like to join our volunteer team, you can email us at RIA at blackpower96.org. That's RIA at blackpower96.org. A special thanks to Chairman Omalia Shatella and the African People's Socialist Party, without whose relentless leadership and theory of African internationalism, none of the understandings presented on reparations in action would be possible.